The Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on the Blitz 1170 and streaming at theblitztulsa.com. And a welcome from the Odengard Capital Management Studio on the grounds of Southern Hills as we get set. Uh, well, we're underway. First round of the PGA Championship here. And uh, that courtesy of Triad Eye Institute. And... Uh, it's also time for the Golf Oklahoma Magazine Golf Show with Ken McLeod, brought to you in part by Tour Quality. Also, La Fortune Park, Golf Tech, Shangri-La Resort, the Muskogee Golf Club, Forest Ridge, and Bailey Ranch in Owasso. Those sponsors, the Oklahoma Magazine Show, Golf Magazine Show. How you doing, Ken? I'm doing great, Al. How are you doing? All right, pretty good. I had a chance to follow the uh, the famous group. Yeah, I went and walked <laughs> the first nine holes. Oh, you did? Yep. I, 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 I caught in the first four, Yeah. and then uh, I sweated out. I had to retire. Uh, you know, there's a couple of guys from England sitting behind me, and they've been calling back home and talking about the unbearable heat. And I'm like, well, you guys... I have no yeah. clue. This is beautiful weather. I know. They obviously did not cover <laughs> they did not, this they event were not in 2007. Oh, no. my goodness. Um, all right. Uh, your impressions, McElroy's playing great yeah. for this junction. Uh, you know, the first hole, Tiger hit it in there real tight. He hit a great mm -hmm. shot on uh, 10 down to the bottom of the hill, hit a wedge to about four feet, rolled into birdie putt. He's off and running. Uh, he was playing very well through most of the front nine, got a little bit sideways he played the back nine first mm -hmm. so he bogeyed 18 and then he came out and bogeyed the two tough par fours that start the front nine one and two and they turned around hit it tight on three for another for a birdie to get it back i think to two over um so i haven't seen what he's done since then but uh, you know rory on the other hand started off with kind of an indifferent shot on 10 and 11 and then he started picking it up on 12 you know they've got the tee box back there about six feet from Harvard, uh, you know they can't go any further I, back. You know they, I, gave, they gave him room for the backswing, and that's it. <laughs> and there's, so their bunker on the left is a 306-yard carry, and you know I'm looking at that, right? Thinking, uh, you know, obviously I realize these guys can all go over, but he didn't just go over it, Al. He went all the way down to where he's in 50 yards of the 12th green, and you you said you saw that whole, right. yeah. You know, so he has not even a wedge in. He's just got a, some sort of 60-degree flop shot on what used to be, Arnold Palmer called one of the 18 greatest holes in America. You know, a tough par four. We had to hit it to the right of the bunker because that bunker couldn't be carried at that time. And um, so that's what you can do to that hole with the length and power they have now. Is 12 I mean, he was still, off and running. Right. Is 12 still considered the signature hole at Southern Hills, or has that yeah, changed? Because of the distance, it can't be, really, because it's yeah. a, a driver sand wedge or less mm -hmm. um you know not even a full sand wedge <clears throat> so excuse me the uh you know surprisingly uh when i went back and looked in 07 stats it did play as one of the four toughest holes on the golf course i think it might have even been second um which really shocked me because they're blowing it over that bunker right most tiger hit a stinger he didn't even hit a, uh, a fairway with her he had a low, low iron shot out left himself maybe 160 yards he was to the right of the bunker and just short of it and um had no problem you know hit it 10 20 feet and made it you know but the other two jordan and rory both birdied the hole because they were you know within easy wedge distance right okay so 
Uh, how painful was it, though, to watch Tiger Woods negotiate walking down 10? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just uh, because Bill Hayes walking and I better looked, than he did at, he, at, at Augusta, uh, but there are still times, especially when he makes a couple of bogeys in a row, then he seems really labored. Um, when he's, you know, he's a couple under par, he's had a little more pep in his step, mm -hmm. but that's got to be hurt. It's got to be, you know. And also the fact that he can't totally get down to read the, read putts, the putts properly. Right, he's just uh, bending that, over. That's going to catch up to him, you know, until he, he gets that together, right? Yeah, but I don't think it's been the putter that's let him down so far today. It's, you know, he was in beautiful on number 18, for example. He hit, you know, most guys lay up to the top of that hill and they have that right. downhill lie, and some of them have been hitting in the left rough. He took it on, took the hill on, rolled it down to the very bottom, uh, just in, two yards in front of the creek. Couldn't have placed it any better to have the best second shot in 18. He still um, didn't hit it. You know, right. his irons haven't been as crisp, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, that I expected him to be. He, you know, pulled it left, and then he uh, made a bogey there. And then, um, you know, his tee shots have been okay, but um, his iron play, you know, has got to be the strength of his game if he's going to contend, and he can't be mishitting shots like that. He left him on 13, the par 5 that they're playing from the 12th, you know, the tee box, new tee box behind the 12th right. green. So Rory and, and I think Jordan went for the green and two with the hybrid. Rory had an iron. He bombed it so far. Tiger hit a, um, I don't know, maybe a seven or eight iron second shot to lay up. And then he, so he has a wedge left, you know, on a scoring mm -hmm. hole. And he blew it over the green into the back bunker, which is one place you don't want to be on that hole because the green slopes hard uh, back right. to front. And then he did a nice, got a nice up and down for par, but that's, you know, that's where he would usually stuff it in a couple of feet and have a birdie opportunity. I, I see where 9 and 18 are playing the same as it has in the past. <laughs> if you hit it short, it's going to roll right back down again. Well, the main thing they don't want is if you hit it in the middle of the green, that it rolls all the way back right. down the hill. You know, a good <laughs> shot. If you're a little indifferent shot, yeah, you're paying the price. It's going back down. <laughs> and that's also the case now on 10. You know, that used to be a hole where you hit it down there and then you had to go up and over those tall trees uh -huh. that were left of the green. All those are gone. But the slope on the left side of that green, we watched Jordan hit a good shot in there that started spinning. You know, he had a little spin on it and to the left. And if it had rolled another foot, it might have just kept rolling. And then he would end up down... 50 yards down the hill by the creek. Um, and that's what you're going to see if the wind continues to blow out of the right. south and the southwest. Uh, you're going to see some people, if they tug it just a little bit, they're going to end up all the way down that hill. Guys, you know, 10 we're... golfers are at least two under. Should, should we be surprised by that to this point early? No, not necessarily. I mean, the conditions are pretty benign this morning. There wasn't much wind, and it was softened again by a little overnight rain. I think if you're going to make any hay, today's a really good day to do it. Uh, especially with the winds predicted to pick up this afternoon and right. Fridays, you know, all bets are off as to what might happen weather-wise. Uh, it's going to be hot tomorrow. We know that. There's a chance. Uh, now, Sean, you were saying there's a chance of rain tomorrow, correct? Yeah, 45%, but they're talking yeah. you know, could be something significant late in the afternoon. And then 60% uh, chance for Saturday when the temperature dips to 69 for the high. I still can't get over those temperatures for the weekend. Uh, yeah, they, great. They, uh, oh, no kidding. No kidding. That's awesome stuff. Uh, 70 degrees? Yes. So Will Zalatoris and Dee Burmister, who I'm not familiar with, are at three under. Tom Hogue, um, Chris Kirk's at two. 
Abe Answer, the OU product, is at minus two right now. So, yeah, we've got five guys at minus two or better. Um, just going to have to wait and see how it goes today. You know, the wind's kind of been picking up and then letting back down. And, you know, we're sitting here in the, your tent right now, and it doesn't seem to be blowing hardly at all. Right, but, right. Um, could be 20 miles an hour five minutes from now. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more of Golf Oklahoma Magazine show with Ken McLeod. So stay right where you are on the Blitz 1170. Breaking news to the newsroom. We have an update. Since we just had the update of the scores moments ago, as he was speaking, McElroy birdied 14. So now he is six under par. That's worthy of a, a bulletin, breaking news, don't you think, Ken? Sure. Absolutely. You guys want a little update on how all of our locals are doing? Yes. Alex Norin played at Oklahoma State. Right. Scandinavian young man. Done. Eight, even par through eight and tied for 18th. So that just shows you that a nice even par round is going to keep you not, well, you know, we'll see when somebody comes out and Rory finishes right. this off. He might be six or seven shots back, but it's going to be in the top 20, it looks like. Victor Hovland is even. Uh, I think he may have be facing a tough par putt on his 14th hole, which would be, what, number five on the front nine. Yes. Um, then John Daly, one over through 17, came out and hit, the, hit it about two inches on the first hole of the day, made a birdie, playing out in a golf cart. Um, so... What's with the golf cart, though? I know he was allowed to use it last year at the seniors. What, what is the provision now? Well, he's got some sort of um, permanent disability with his arthritis as well as the heart condition. So apparently applied, and, and I was got a little surprised, but they uh, granted him use of a cart. So he's out there playing in a golf cart. All right, so you got, you've got a – it's from a tournament-to-tournament thing where you got to ask for permission to do it or you well, have to pass – Well, the PGA of America's rules are different than the PGA Tour's. And, oh, okay. And so, um, you know, on the PGA Tour, Senior Tour, he can do it all the time. Um, but in the PGA Championship is a different kettle of fish. I'm a little, I don't know what, I'd have to look up exactly what their rules I'm, are as far as allowing that. But I'm telling you, the way he's taken off of that card, I, he's, it's like he's uh, Shirley Muldowney. Kind of like a hot rod. Anyway, uh, the rest of it, Matthew Wolf uh, plays at 204. Taylor Gooch plays at 12. 25, and I'm not sure what time Ricky, is he out there? Uh, no, he's not playing yet. So he's out this afternoon as well. Okay. So the rest of our locals haven't teed off yet. All right. Um, so, so far, so good in uh, in what's been, what has transpired over the first couple of days here at Southern Hills. The reaction to Southern Hills and by the players has almost been unanimous that, you know, with what um, Vince Vince um, Gill, Gil Honstead, uh, with his restoration and the way that Russ has, you know, and his crew have the course in shape, the way the creeks are all exposed now and the way it pops on television, what they're seeing on the ground, uh, the tree removal, the total redo of all the greens. And, um, you know, Southern Hills is going to leap up the national and international rankings after this event. And I think, you know, I was talking, to, snuck into Kerry Cosby's office uh, for a chat yesterday, and Kerry was using his hands to uh, put a, at a level that they'd hoped the reaction would be. 
And he said, this is where we hope to be. And then he raised them about a foot and wow. said, this is where it's been. That's awesome. Way beyond any of their expectations, wildest dreams type of thing. So, yeah, the players have all, um, you know, said that the challenge can be whatever these guys want it to be. But the, they love all the different, you know, how the roll-offs are going now and the chipping opportunities they have in the shaved areas versus just the heavy rough that used to surround the greens. And they like the, the looks, you know, that picked. You know, what um, Gil said yesterday when we interviewed him was, it's not my job to force the players to play a certain way. It's my job to present the golf course with all these different options and let the players choose how to attack it. And I think they've accomplished that much more than it used to be in previous majors because of the claustrophobic nature with all the, you know, they had 650 more trees and, you know, the creeks were not exposed. So it was just a totally different look, totally different feel. And everybody who did play in 07 or 01 has said that, you know, I've had to totally relearn learn the golf course. By relearning, does that mean to use uh, using more uh, different club usage from your bag as maybe in the past well, yeah, or the other way? You can take different angles on the fairways now, whereas if the trees were encroaching, you might have, you know, on the number one, you might have had one place where you wanted to land your tee right. shot um, to have the best possible approach, depending on where the pin is, obviously. And um, But now you can, you know, you can try to blow it over that tee on the left, uh, the bunker on the left-hand side. Uh, it's about a 310 carry, I think, from the back tee. Um, a lot of these guys can do that, but and that's obviously the ideal line is to be for that green, which is kind of perched up and, and shelved. Uh, you want to be on the left side, but you can also mm -hmm. uh, try to take it as far up the right side as, as you possibly can. You don't, if you're worried about, a, you know, that you can't carry that bunker. And it's the same way on a lot of the holes. You know, there's different opportunities that, uh, having it much more wide open, you can be as aggressive as you want or as conservative as you want. Are you surprised that McElroy's off to such a hot start here? Because obviously, I mean, being majorless for, for a while now, uh, people started wondering he's not going to fall off the face of the earth. Obviously, this start, and Southern Hills is famous for people who get off to good starts, seem to hang in there. How has the course changed? Has the course design changed that thought process? Or, I mean, is Mac obviously you want to get off to a great start, but did you think McElroy would be six under at this juncture? I was encouraged by his final round at Augusta. You know, he right. came out of nowhere to finish, you know, in top three. It was the second or um, tied for second, uh -huh. um, you know, because he had such a poor first round, took himself right out of the tournament again, which he's done so many times in majors over the years. The first round's been his bugaboo for the last four or five years and certainly doesn't look like that's happening today uh he's still at six under i believe so um you know rory came out and was kind of the natural next tiger and everybody regarded him as he won those four major championships so early in his career by the time he was 23 or 24 and then you know he's just been a good player but never kind of went to that next level um but, boy, I think as a person, he's at the next level. Mm -hmm. I always think he sticks up for what's right uh, for the tour, for, um, you know, very thoughtful. And, and I couldn't be happier to see a guy like him on top of the leaderboard. Uh, what about Spieth? I mean, kind of struggling like out there. He's he not is today. It. He's not. Yes, it seems like he's too there's over. no oomph. Yeah. No, I was kind of surprised. I thought really thought he and, and Scotty Scheffler would uh, both be in contention. Here, Jordan's been playing well. Obviously, he just finished second last week and and won recently. And, and um, 
Jeez, you have, hope he gets it together and, and keeps it within um, firing range because he can. But he's not putting well. That's you know, not only he's not mm -hmm. hitting uh, his tee shots or his irons well, he's not putting well. <laughs> well, that's a bad combination. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's done. A, he was a one under again through first three or four holes, and then started just putting in a bogey here, bogey there. He had a poor tee shot on 18, made a bogey there. Um, I hope he gets pulls it together quickly and makes a couple of birdies coming in, so he's you know not in plays way out of it early. Um, as far as the scores are concerned, six under before you even finish the first round is that a, a lower number than you thought maybe we'd we'd see, or is that what you uh, most anticipated? No, I don't never anticipate a uh, 65 or less out here. You know, but it has a history of somebody coming out. And with, smoking it, right? Smoking, you know, clicking on all cylinders is use the worst cliche ever, but no. <laughs> and just grabbing this tournament by the throat early and then never letting go. I mean, from Ray Floyd to Nick Price to Tiger to, you know, I remember uh, Nick Price saying Tom uh, Lehman did it in the tour yeah. championship in 96. And so that stat that's still out there is that after all 10 big events here, the leader has been in the lead after 36 holes mm -hmm. so that's an incredibly weird statistic but it's it's just been something about southern hills i, I remember the the nick price rounds and going up to him and ask him how, how does it feel right now because he was uh, the only one on the uh, on the uh, practice tees that uh, late in the day on saturday and i just asked him you know so how do you feel right now about all of this he said i feel like i'm america's america's most wanted um, he had such a fantastic weekend. Uh, uh, just it, just incredible. Well, Ray Floyd obviously was sensational as well. Yeah, but Nick Price played but, well all four rounds. Right. A lot of the guys who shot the 63, uh, they just kind of coasted from there. Tiger was even par for the rest of the tournament, right, in 2007. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, and 01 Open, obviously, you know, that uh, is more well known for the carnage on 18 on the final day and Stuart Sink and Mark Brooks and um, the winner, Retief right. Goosen, all three putting and, you know, all missing very short putts uh, on their second putts. I mean, basically tap-ins. I hear you. Like, I hear crazy. you. But, yeah, um, so we'll see, Al. I mean, obviously we're all hoping for a uh, back nine on Sunday that resembles some of the back nines we've seen at Augusta or some of these other exciting events we've seen of late yep. or even last year's PGA would be great you yep. know, when you had Mickelson and Kepka in the final group and dueling it out. Um, I don't want to see anybody run away with this and be crowned the winner by tomorrow night. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, uh, we'll, we'll get back to the scores of today and all that other stuff, but you were there at uh, Alan Shipnick's uh, book signing. Yes, I was. And In fact, you were in charge of it. Uh, Anything surprise you from what he said after being asked a couple of questions? The one thing that stood out to me was that uh, he still had a lot of stuff that he couldn't put in the book because he couldn't substantiate from other folks. But it seems like he was almost setting up for a sequel. <laughs> yeah, well, the, um, he's, he's also setting up to make sure that people know that he knows some of the stuff that's going to come out in the uh, gambler's book. Right. His name Billy... Uh, Woodward, I think, no, or something. Uh, else. I'm just drawing a blank right now. Yeah. But I'll think of it in a second. But anyway, that's somebody that's, you know, like he said, I don't have an agenda to hurt Phil. This guy does. So we're going to see what comes out in his book. Um, but and this was the guy who Mickelson was 
kind of hooked up with in in the gambling situations right. correct he owed all that money to and, him and, had to pay and, back. and and the the person who's going to write this book was either being indicted or was being questioned he, he and he indicted. asked phil to be asked phil to be a uh testify in his defense correct and phil refused is that yes. that's what started the controversy correct right. so alan was in a position that was you know the book is dropping on the tuesday at this pga championship in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where Phil Mickelson should be here celebrating the, one of the most incredible PGA championships right. ever. So the potential was there for some pretty testy questions, like your excerpt that you released in February has led to us not having a, our defending champion. But I thought he handled everything very well, and he said, you know, it was my job as a reporter to report all the multitudes of Phil and all the different sides of his personality, the good, the bad, mm -hmm. the indifferent, and... Um, I think he convinced most of the people, at least in the audience, uh, there at Cedar Ridge, that that's exactly what he did. You know, I, I probably should have recognized it, uh, but I just didn't. But when he said that uh, Phil has always surrounded himself with yes men or yes people yeah. or consultants. Uh, and uh, I guess, you know, that, uh, that means that if Phil doesn't get his way, he's going to do it anyway. Or You know what I'm saying? It was kind of like a... Uh, it stuck out to me when he said... Nobody stopped Phil and said, hey, you've if you've got a problem it? with the PGA Tour, you know, go sit down with Jay Monahan and, and work something out. Don't go to Saudi Arabia, of all places. Right. Have some your lawyers that you're paying help write their contract, you know, so you can stick it to the PGA Tour at some point in town or time by taking yourself and a whole bunch of other pros he was trying to you know, pull with him right. and say, hey, we're all leaving the PGA Tour, which has only, you know, led to him making $500 million over the years or whatever the figure is, 750 Um So, you know, not all directly, but through all of his endorsements that are companies sure. that operate with the PGA Tour. Um, so that was the wrong way to go about it, and nobody sat, sat him down and said, Phil, this is the dumbest thing you've ever done. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was it was uh, it was almost like they were afraid to tell him yeah. how they really felt and just told him what he wanted to hear. And I mean, uh, Shipnuck didn't make up what Phil told him. He just reflected the things that Phil had done. Right. And what Phil had done has led to this. Not, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, if Shipnuck hadn't written that earlier, Phil might have been here um, defending his championship when all this broke. I got gotcha. you. Uh, Sean, do you feel like giving us an update a little bit? Yeah, you want some what? scores here? Yes, sir. That'd Top be great. of the leaderboard is obviously still uh, Rory McIlroy. Through 14, 6 under. Matt Kuchar has bumped up to 3 under through 16. Abe Anser also at 3 under. He's through 15. Tom Hogue, 3 under through 13. Then you have a bevy of golfers. Kurt, Burmeister, Pereira, Shoffley, Cam Smith, and Salatoris all at 2 under. I think Rory just bogeyed. He's back to 5. Okay. All right. So, yeah, so he, he bogeys 15. Um, all right. So he's, you know, hey, uh, still five under is not too bad through uh, 14, 15 holes. I don't know. With all no. that stuff you guys talking about with, with the book, with Mickelson and that, I just saw a quote from Dave Stockton, former PGA Championship winner, who said he thinks had Phil come, it would be a bigger distraction. So it's good that he's not here. Well, had he come after the excerpt had come out, yes. With everything that was going on and him not having played and potentially having been suspended by the PGA Tour for all that interim time before the PGA Championship, it, his first press conference would have been a zoo, and it would have not stopped there. Uh, no kidding. No kidding. 
Well, okay, we need to take a break. We'll be back with more of the uh, Golf Oklahoma Magazine Sports Show. Stay with us. We'll be right back with Ken McLeod, Sean Teeman, Matt Hubbard, Al Jerkins with you. We'll be back with more right after this. Stay right where you are on the Blitz 1170. The Blitz is broadcasting in HD on your FM dial. Turn your HD-equipped radio to 106.9 KHTT HD2. I just hit it into a bunch of people. All right, welcome back to the Golf Oklahoma Magazine Report with Ken McLeod. Brought to you in part by Bailey Ranch of Owasso, Muskogee Golf Club, Forest Ridge, Shangri-La Resort. Also by Golf Tech. La Fortune Park, Tour Quality, our sponsors of Golf Oklahoma Magazine special show each and every Thursday. And uh, Al Jerkins here, Sean Tiemann, Matt Hubbard, and, of course, Ken McLeod. Uh, also, you know, we can't forget about the, the college game. Obviously, a lot of the uh, headlines surrounding the PGA Championship here at Southern Hills. Uh, but, Ken, uh, with OU and OSU, uh, having great, great, great seasons, uh, it continues on. Well, Al, for those cheering for uh, Rory to come back to the pack, he just pulled a late, way left on seven. And I was interested to see how they were going to play number seven because that's the new hole, new green all the way over to the right, new mm -hmm. tee box all the way back behind the par three six. And Tiger and Rory just both hit it into the crowd. Okay, college. The Sooners were um, trailed Auburn yesterday, and they went out and shot 12 under. They were on, playing on their home course, Jimmy Austin, and convincingly won their regional. The Cowboys were up in Columbus, Ohio, playing on the Scarlet course at Ohio State, um, and you know which has been a place they've won three NCAA championships, including the famous takedown of Tiger Woods in 1994, I think, and um, when Alan Bratton made birdies from everywhere come down the stretch to tie it up against Stanford. Um, so, both, you know, they're ranked number one and number two in the country. It's developed into a fantastic rivalry. You know, I know the guys from Oklahoma State, um, with all their history and tradition, going back to the Labor and Harris and mm -hmm. then Mike Holder and all the national championships, don't really want to give OU credit for being on the same ground. But right now, uh, they are. both programs, yeah. they are. They're right there together, and they could end up playing each other in the match play portion you know, in the semifinals or the finals at Greyhawk Golf Club. I think the tournament's May 27th through June 1st. And that wouldn't that be a bunch of fun? Right. How are we coming with the uh, the uh, uh, quest of, of improving the public courses in the city? Because I know you talked about that about a month ago, and they were trying to raise money and uh, match offers and all that other good stuff. How's that, how's that uh, turning out? Yeah, when the... Uh, Seth Waugh, the CEO of the PGA of America, was doing his press conference a couple of days ago. He mentioned that, you know, that we were the one of the first, the first beneficiary of their new program under PGA Reach called A Place to Play. And the PGA donated $250,000 towards our effort to raise a million dollars to match what the city council approved in American Rescue Plan Act funds. So um, I think we've raised 170 or 180000 on top of that. So we're, you know, what's 250 and 168000 we We're... Uh, 520 something no we've, yeah so we've got five hundred eighty thousand dollars to to go but the big uh, push for this is going to come 
after we get through this week right. because every, almost everybody on the committee has been consumed with obviously Nick Dorcas, the GM out here at Southern Hills, has had a few other things to do <laughs> couple, the last couple of weeks. So, and I've been busy as well. Um, and so we're really um, looking forward to making our case. I think people are going to go out to Page Belter right now. They can go out on the back nine at Stone Creek and see the sort of things that we're doing already. It's already been a big tree removal project. There's been a big sodding project, land leveling project. Um, we're going to get these courses back into the shape that they should be for, you know. And used to be. Yeah. I mean, Tulsa is a unique golf city and a unique golf state. We shouldn't have the crappiest public courses in the state. Uh, just shouldn't be that way. We should take pride in them just like we do everything else that we're doing downtown uh, with the arts and museums and everything else that we have. So we're going to, and we're going to keep pressure on the city until we get them back mm -hmm. the way they should be. Not just Page Belcher, but Mohawk Park as well. And they'll represent us uh, the way we want them to, just like the Tulsa County is always done with LaFortune Park and South Lakes, two excellent They did an amazing facilities. job with LaFortune, haven't, didn't they? Man. With the, with the restoration? Yes. A few years back? Yeah. yeah Randy Heckenkepper did a great job. He's obviously a, on our committee and does it, you know, he's leading our efforts on the course. He communicates with the um, tree companies and the sod companies and the golf course builders. Right. So I'm very happy that Randy's here to steer the ship. All right. So uh, you're all uh, Golf Oklahoma Magazine. Um, how far after the uh, this event will your publication come out? Are you well, the next print issue will be, you know, we're not going to go to press till after the NCAA championships as well. So we'll have good deal. Re complete recaps of this event, that event, looking ahead uh, from this standpoint as to what's next. Um, and that's going to be a very interesting question. Are we going to go for a PGA championship? Is a U.S. Open next? Um, what else is, is happening around the state? There's going to be some other events announced in the near future so um golf in oklahoma is not going anywhere we're yep. you know number one number two college programs and uh, of course it's hosting more pga championships than any course in the country it's a pretty unique time to be a, a you know involved right. in golf in oklahoma what would your educated guess be as to when southern hills would have the opportunity to host another pga championship I've heard 2030, maybe. Well, or 2030 is that was when this one was supposed to be right. until, you know, everything that occurred. Right. And so I don't think that will be the date that they'll turn around and do it eight years from now. But I wouldn't be surprised if the, if the brass here at Southern Hills decides they want to focus on the PGA and not hold out hope for another U.S. Open, that they could get another one by as soon as 2032. Now... That's a big question mark. I think, you know, there's a lot, a lot of members who would prefer to see another U.S. Open here before a PGA, and then you're dealing with the USGA. It's a completely different organization. I know the USGA's got some people here this week. They're very interested in Southern Hills, but will they actually pull the trigger and have one? I mean, it's been since 2001, 21 years that they did it. So, uh, and, and I don't know if it turned out to be a controversial aspect of it, but Obviously, Southern Hills was disappointed that the U.S. Open did not come here like in 17 or 18, correct? Uh, and uh, They thought when they took happened. the U.S. Amateur that, as a favor uh, because Congressional was undergoing their restoration and moved it up a year, that that would lead to the U.S. Open coming to Tulsa. And a year went by, and another year went by, and nothing was happening. I think Nick 
expressed some frustration at one point and got his hand slapped by the USDA saying, we don't talk about this. But, Public, you know, he was, right. he, was, he, was, he, was, he was legitimately and, and rightfully, rightfully is the word I'm searching for, Al, uh, frustrated at that time. But, and, you know, um, I think Nick's going to retire after next year probably. So, then Oh, wow, I, that's a news People who, uh, well, maybe I just build some beans I shouldn't have. But anyway, <laughs> he doesn't have, he's not going to be around if they have another major in, in 10, 12 years from now. Right. Neither am I, Al. So. <laughs> I'll be sitting right else. in the same spot, my man. Well, I'm sitting next to you okay, and do good. radio. How's that? Good. That'll be great. We're walking that 18th hole by the time I'm 74. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, Sean, how about another update, buddy? If you're in the mood. Rory McIlroy, always in the mood for updates. Rory McIlroy, 500 through 15. Uh, Kutcher, Cam Smith, Zalatoris, Anser, and Hoger now all at 3 under. Kirk, Pereira and Shoffley all at two under. All righty then. Uh, how, how can folks get uh, their hands on your magazine? I know they're uh, throughout the well, we had rounds a, here. We had a, no, we had a ton here in the um, they're gone already, merchandise right? tent. Yeah, they kind of went during the um, preview days. So um, There's still some at pro shops throughout the uh, city and state, I'm sure, but they can also uh, subscribe online at golfoklahoma.org. Sign up for our newsletter. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. I mean, we've been pumping out a whole bunch of coverage online this week. It's not just right. the mag print magazine. I, I tell you, the merchandise tent is making Black Friday look like just a regular shopping day. Yeah, I went in there yesterday. I couldn't believe the crowds. Yeah. Could not believe how many people were going through that tent. Yeah, I would take their uh, one hour of their revenue and... <laughs> for our whole year and i'd be happy i think you know who i ran into is ed lindblad's working in there the former TV basketball player yeah yeah he just came out of the back room with a pair of shoes or something for somebody and there he was so i seeing a ton of members or um, volunteers out here from, right that i right. know and um how many people all does it take to throw this shindig three thousand volunteers and then that doesn't include you know all the contractors all the workers all the hundreds of companies that are on site you know doing everything from uh, security to parking to shuttling to uh, food and bev and heat and air and right i guess there's not enough at&t people on site i can tell you that though <laughs> <laughs> the cell service has been abysmal okay. that's the only pro complaint i have so far is that i'm trying to communicate with my other reporter out here uh -huh. with my two photographers tell them where to go who's where no service at all in the golf well, course uh how long will it take not that we we would be involved. How how long will it take for them for the members to be able to come back and play? Yeah, Al, you can get your sticks back out here. <laughs> probably, I think a, a, a by a week from Saturday. Okay. So. All right. You're still going to be around. Dust no, off. I'm not. Will yeah, not they're going to take you know five or six days to move the major uh, some of the major infrastructure off the playing fields. And uh, I tell you, when you come on the grounds here, it just it boggles the mind how they got this all done. Yeah, done it. It's just, and obviously this isn't the only place that they've done it. I think Brian Carnes, the OSU grad, who's the um, charge of the tournament, you know, operations. Mm -hmm. What an amazing uh, job that is to have, and then the job that he did is even more incredible because you come out here and you see thousands of people just going every different direction, right. doing every different function, and somebody is at the top of that pyramid, making sure that it's all going smoothly. They had that big Eric Church concert out here last night, and 
you know, you can't even tell that anything uh, occurred. Or mm -hmm. was it? I think it was last night. Maybe it's tonight. But um, it w wasn't mine. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> you weren't involved, so the... No. Okay. I, but, you know, Brian said that it's the special events, getting all those out of the way, because they're different than just normal tournament operations. Right. And I right. think they have another one down at the Philbrook um, with a Pitbull. You a Pitbull fan, now? No. <laughs> so... I think I'll be Are you guys? That. Do you guys? Are you Pitbull fans? Know, is he a singer or is he just kind of a yeah, what rap, a, Pitbull's uh, a, a rapper singer. Yeah. Rapper, okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know if he's just a DJ or what he That's, does. but no, he's, he's Mr. Worldwide is his nickname, so he's, he's known internationally, yeah. Okay. Bonnie Raitt is at the, Bonnie Raitt's at the um, River Spirit tomorrow tomorrow night. Right, and the Eagles were Monday. Eagles were Monday, and... Um, Jake and the Idols are at Maggie's tonight. Give a shout out to those boys. Well, there you go. If you have, there you go. If you're here we, for the PGA, and you want to see some good '60s and '70s rock music. That's where you should go. We tonight. took part in that uh, just the other day, didn't we? We did. At yep. PJ's. Yes. Um, all righty, Ken. Thank you very much. Anything else you'd like to add? To, to maybe some suggestions for the fans that are coming out here yet uh, for Friday, Saturday, well, and Sunday. The big super group will be tomorrow afternoon. Now, and we'll just help see how they uh, timed up with the right. weather. Uh, but there's great groups this afternoon. I mean, you know, this is a your chance to get out here if you've got uh, want to hunt some tickets down if you haven't already done it. It's probably not too late at some of those reseller sites, but definitely come out and support this event. Uh, it's fabulous for all of us uh, here in Tulsa and, and the whole state. Well, how many fans? How, how many? How many fans in the galleries can the, can this course accommodate? Comfortable. I think they were well, selling probably somewhere in the neighborhood of. 35 to 38,000, and then um, when you consider everybody else on site, 45,000 or so people on the ground. So. Uh huh. And that would, I mean, they they said that that would be the limit, even if even if there was a big rush to get right. That's but why, for they example, said, if Tiger Woods was leading after Saturday. Well, before we knew that Tiger and Phil were coming, they were all speculating that if they both announced and confirmed that there'd be this big run on tickets. Well. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday tickets were all sold at that point, and they weren't going to release anymore. Right. Um, the, the run would have been on StubHub or one of those type of places. All right. So come next Thursday when we do your Golf Oklahoma Magazine show, who are we going to be talking oh, about so winning this thing? Do I get to predict Rory now that he's uh, <laughs> yeah, there? There you go. Start? Yeah, you got a head start. Shepard has not teed off yet, and okay. that's who I predicted, so I'll stick with him. All right. Well, well that, that sounds great. That's awesome. Ken, thanks a lot, as always, each and every Thursday. We appreciate it. Your magazine is fantastic, and this whole week has been fantastic up to this point, and we hope it stays that way. Um, keep the weather, keep the rain away for the most part. But I hope your cool still standing by tomorrow night. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Ken, thanks a lot. Thank Appreciate you guys. It. Thanks. Al. All right. We'll be back with our final segment right after this. So stay right where you are on the Blitz 1170.